having that right filter in strategy. I tell people all the time, don't worry about commission when you're, you'll make 200,000 off the house. Don't worry about commission. This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing, because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm back. Stacy Rossetti here, and I'm talking to totally awesome women real estate investors, and I have a very special guest, Rhonda. I want her to introduce herself and her story because it's pretty amazing. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Rhonda Sweat. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, but I currently am um, the host for Successful Women in Real Estate Network, where I coach women in REI. I love it. Okay, so tell me your story and tell me kind of how you got into to real estate investing. Well, my mom got a real estate license when I was 10 and I just loved real estate. By the time I was 14, I was working in her office in Tampa, Florida. And by the time I was 16, I sold my first house. Um, of course, under her, an investment property for her. And then I flipped my first house at 19. I've had a real estate license since I was 18. And real estate's just been my life. It's my passion. It's what I love to do. So how did you sell a house when you were 14 or 16? 16. Tell me about that story. 16, yeah. 16. I went to work with her at 14, but I sold the first house at 16. That's right. It was a house that she bought uh, to an investment house and I did the open houses and a lady came in. She was a local business owner and it, it's such a crazy story. She had $2,000 cash and a little brown paper bag like you like you get from the store with candy. And I was like, oh, wow, I don't know. And she wanted to give that as a deposit. I was like, I don't know what to do with that. So I called my mom and she took care of everything from there. But yeah, I, I had open houses at 16 years old for my mom's investment properties. I mean, you know, what's amazing to me is, and actually people say this about my daughter, because my daughter, I'm like, you're all, you're going to be in real estate. I mean, you know, she's going to at least understand and know real estate. And then, and really you're like the perfect example of like what you can become if you really learn how to invest in real estate at such a very young age. So talk about like kind of what are some of the, the things that you learned along the way for investing as a, as a young person? Well, you learn a lot of lessons. And I mean, the thing about real estate investment is every single scenario is different. I've had some absolutely amazing investments and I've had some that weren't so amazing. I think that the important thing is, you know, to ask the questions, be educated. Um, but I've had, I'm in one in a transaction right now that's one of the worst of my entire career. <laughs> and I love you that. Think, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. And over 30 years experience. And I'm literally in one of the very worst real estate investment transactions I've ever done. It, it just, 
It's circumstances. In real estate investment, a lot of what we do is help people overcome solutions or provide solutions to overcome their problems. You didn't kind of make their problems. So sometimes it's hard to help them overcome them. And that's what happened here as an 84-year-old lady did not realize what her problems were until I got involved and pointed them out. And it's a sad story and I don't like those. But at the same time, I've I bought a house a few years back for $230,000 and sold it for $650,000. So, you know, we've got we've got the good stories, we've got the bad stories and and real estate just it's it's my my favorite opportunity because you can absolutely make the money based on what you put into it, what you're willing to learn and the hours you're willing to spend. And that's that's important to me personally is getting a return on my invested time. I want to like, it's so, so awesome that you brought that up because I've been thinking about starting a, another podcast called Every House is a Lesson Learned. <laughs> Which is completely, I think, exactly what you're saying is like every single property, every deal, every transaction is never, ever exactly the same. And there's no one way to do anything. And you learn so much from every single transaction. Absolutely. And and after 30 years, I literally learned more from this one than a lot of them. And I actually... We won't go into details, but there is decisions that I made early on that I shouldn't have made that affected my income. And so I'm very well educated real estate investor. You know, that's what I do. But it doesn't it, it doesn't matter because you're dealing with crisis. You're dealing with other people's crisis. So you have to kind of just weigh it all out and figure it all out. And I did at the end of the day for me which is rare for, for a lot of real estate investors. Although I am providing solutions to people's problems, I, I have a huge heart, a huge heart. So it is super important that it's a win-win. I don't go in looking to take ever to take advantage of anyone. And a win-win is, is really important to me. And I can't always do that. I can't always, you know, get a paycheck and, solve their problem, but I definitely try to make it a win-win on every single transaction. I love that. So you piqued my interest on this like horrible transaction you're doing. Can you give us a little uh, details about it? <laughs> well, I can what tell you this. I won't, I, uh, it's the whole, the entire story will come out because okay. I plan to tell it mm -hmm. because I think there's people out there that are predatory and I plan to expose a person that tries to take advantage of an 84-year-old lady. That's horrible. But I personally dealt with a local investor that wasn't my favorite, that wasn't the guy that I wanted to do business with. And I learned a lesson. When your gut tells you, don't do business with them, don't do business with them. And that's just, that's, that's the bottom line. I love um, I try to do all of my due diligence. I try to get all my ducks in a row, but when you have it, but assuming that other people are like you, that other people are givers, that other people do want to help, that other people do want win-wins is, is a huge mistake. And it's rare that I do assume, 
But here I was like, what? He's local. I know him. He's in my clique. Like I'm the president of the local real estate investors association. You know, is he really going to screw me over? Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. So, so the lesson is uh, listen to your gut and, uh, and, and vet, like, and vet don't, you don't only vet your contractors, you vet your investors that you're oh, going to work with. Absolutely. I'm but mainly listen to your gut, <laughs> listen yeah. to your gut. <laughs> totally get that. Totally get that. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about, so you're, you're where are you located? So everybody kind of has an idea because I didn't bring that up. And yeah, my office is in Tampa, Florida, okay. but I do work on a nationwide network. So today I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, like I said, I've been, yeah, I just go all over the place. I have customers in, um, Texas right now. I do actually, it's international. I don't go international, but I have customers from Africa, Greece, just all over the world that. Awesome. that after 30 years, it, it, you know, so you're going global. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do a lot in college towns, like, um, near the university of Florida and, um, University of South Florida, uh, Florida State University. So those are real strong markets for me. And yeah. that's where a lot of international buyers want to that's true. focus their, their energy. Um, so yeah, that's, but then so I work do with a lot of people stuff. that want to buy within the United States and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I love that. I love yeah. that. So much. And, and there's definitely a market. I, in my, in my travels, I tell people the number one complaint I hear is there's no deals. There's no deals. I'm like, there's always deals. That's a myth. It's a myth. People will always get into situations that they they need help with, that they, you know, they need solutions. So there's always deals. Uh, yeah, that is so true. I think that's tr- so true. And yeah. And the, if you're not finding any, any deals, give some tips and tricks. Like if they're not finding any deals right now, what should they be doing? Well, for me, I always kind of get off the beaten path. First of all, it's very rare personally. Now, a lot of my people that I work with do, but personally that I buy a foreclosure. You know, everybody's on the foreclosure path. Everybody's waiting at the courthouse steps for the foreclosure. Um, Most of the houses I buy are not foreclosures. They're actually paid for. Taxes are paid. um, Or they have a mortgage where there is a profit to the seller. Um, And that's what I, I mainly do. But that's not where the normal investor looks because everyone's looking for people that are upside down in it. Yeah. And so I do a lot of that stuff that's, um, you know, the house, they, they own it free and clear. They've maybe paid their taxes or not, but they don't have the money to rehab it. Maybe they've inherited it. I mean, that was my $230,000 deal. Um, the girl, they inherited it. She didn't even know she was an heir. Yeah. So she lived in another state and when she found out she was an heir and they were like, sell it, sell it. And so, how did you find that property? Well, that was one of the rare ones that was actually listed in MLS. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you a little, another little secret is make sure your realtor knows real estate investment. Um, They listed it with a listing agent that did not know anything about real estate investment. So she wasted four to six months with it in pending. And I literally found it in pending because she, um, 
was trying to get her buyer, her buyer to close on it. Well, when I saw it, I really just wanted to see it because it was gorgeous, huge. Not It wasn't gorgeous, but it was huge. And I wanted to see it. And I said, just let me see it. I had a feeling four months and pending. I had a feeling there was something, something was going on. Yeah. So she let me go see it. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have to do that. Like I have to flip this house. It, it'll be like a significant change. And that's what I love. So um, I called her and she ended up like blowing me off forever, still did not close it. And I'll tell you what I did. I offered her the buyer's side commission. That's awesome. I love a realtor. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I am a realtor. Mm -hmm. And um, I offered her the buyer's side commission. And she says to me, you would really do that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to buy a $230,000 house that I know could turn around and it appraised for 466. I, I don't think I mentioned that. The oh yeah. Like, I bought it, like before it was even fixed up. It the day I, bought it. And oh, I paid 230 and it appraised for that's a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a, they chose the wrong realtor. Any other realtor would have known, you know, would have known that. Um, but B, she says you would actually do that. And I, I said, yes, yeah, I'll, you be the buyer side agent. You make the buyer side commission. And she says, um, well, you'll still be in second position because she had the first position buyer that had been pending for four months. And so uh, I said, okay, that's fine. No problem. If he falls through, I'll, I, you know, I'm ready. Well, it wasn't 24 hours that she called me back. Okay, you're in first position. And I bought the house. Okay, so, you know, having that right realtor and strategy. I tell people all the time, don't worry about commission when you're, you'll make 200,000 off the house. Don't worry about commission. Who cares about that? Whatever, you know, $6,000. I love that so much. Pay the commission of the, of the other realtor, just pay both sides. If you think it's a bad, if if it's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do that quite often. I, even for my own deals, I like that buffer. So I'm very much about hiring realtors and I encourage my investors that I work with to hire realtors. Mm -hmm. I'm I believe realtors can negotiate you a higher price than you will negotiate for yourself. That's just my personal. I know some investors don't think that way, but I like having someone between me and and the other person, you know, so for negotiating. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. um, Let me just wipe my nose real fast. We'll edit that out. I got a little bit of a runny nose. Allergies. Okay. All right. So let's talk about, uh, let's see, what else can we talk about? What would be good? Oh, I know. Let's talk about, you said, okay, actually for that 200, okay. For that $230,000 house that you bought, did you, did, how much was the, like the repair that you fixed? What was the rehab budget? It was expensive. Um, it was it was significant. The house was in 1983 and it was um, built, it was 12,000 square feet. Oh my goodness. Total, total house. 12, where was 000. it? Was it in like, it, where was that? Um, it, and it, it was on 10 acres with a six stall center aisle barn on oh the God. Suwannee River in North Central Florida. I love that. No wonder it, it was worth so much money. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And oh. when we got done, so we put probably about 170 in it, maybe, maybe okay. 170, but but then we rented it as an Airbnb for two years. How did that go? Tell me about it. 553 a night, booked out 
And when COVID came, at first, $60,000 worth of cancellations. It was devastating at first. But then as soon as Florida was opened back up, no one wanted to go to Disney World. They wanted to come here. (laughs) They didn't want to, you know, they wanted to go to the North Central Florida Springs and Rivers. They want to be private. They want to be private. Yeah. So it went very well, but we ended up selling it and, and getting it off our plate and moving on. And that's, you know. So now, so now with 2021 coming up, what are you going to be focusing on? Is there any type of transactions? What do you think the market's going to be doing? Where are you at right now? Well, me personally, I'm doing less physical flipping. Um, Like I mentioned, my book is coming out. I wrote wrote a book. So that's coming out. I'm super excited about that. As far as my opinion on the market, it's a cycle. And so first of all, the market's a cycle. It's always going to be a cycle. It goes up, it goes down. But investing happens all the time. I mean, you never don't invest. It's something that if the numbers work, they work. And if they don't, they don't. And so, you know, so at times like this, when you know a change is coming, you just are, are, you know, pay more attention to your numbers, tighten up your, 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 your flexibility a little bit, you know, get rid of anything that's costing you money or not stable um, and save, you know, save your cash, make good deals. Um, Solid deals are super important. But any, you, there's never not a time, you know, there's never not a time. There's, it's always time to invest in real estate. And there, like I mentioned earlier, there's always people, you know, that need solutions. And so you always have the opportunity to invest in real estate. Yeah. In an upturn and in a downturn, you're going to always make money. You just have to be able to pivot. Absolutely. Right. And and that I think is, you're right. The number one thing is being able to pivot, being able to, to so many people. And I see it, people I know it and really care about, they get stuck in these ruts of what's right and wrong. And it's like, no, no, just shift, shift a little bit, you know, and, and once they shift their mindset, everything works out. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I think the word of the year is pivot. So I, yes. I've been saying that quite often now. We all need to pin it. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, so real fast, because I know you've been doing this for a while. So as a woman in the real estate investment world, what are the changes that you've seen or what are some, what are some things that you've noticed from like you being a young investor all the way till now? Have you seen a lot of changes? Oh, absolutely. A lot of changes, but mainly um, more women getting into it. You know, it's actually super surprising. Realtors are the strongest real estate investors in the country. Realtors are. Mm-hmm. And women they just don't know it or what? I'm sorry. They just don't know it or what? Um, no, it just not not women in general. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. You mean, like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of realtors that are investors as well. Right. Okay, that's okay. So, and then women dominate the sales world right now for real estate sales, but they don't dominate the investment world, which is why I I help women invest in real estate to kind of level that playing field. And what I see a lot of it is it's, it's their mindset that keeps them from doing it. Like I've never not gone into a deal, even when I was really young, because I'm a woman, you know, I I mean, I built houses in 14 through 16 and then built my own house in 17 as investment. um, The ones 14 through 16, like, you know, I, I just never had the mindset because I'm a woman 
that I can't do whatever I want to do, you know? So I just, and if something does come up, someone says something or does, I, I act like it never happened. I don't give those people, (laughs) I don't give them the the response they want. So next time I'm there to do a deal, they don't give me the same, the same thing, you know? So would you, would you consider yourself like a, like a, like a strong woman? I mean, I'm I, I'm a strong woman, but I'm a strong like woman, a but a very um, I'm a mom okay. and I'm a wife, and uh-huh. those okay. two roles are 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 the most important roles to me. I mean, so you know, I think there's 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 a way to do all of that. Is is what I personally think. I agree. I completely agree. I love, I love your personality. Uh, I love your story. You've been around forever. I mean, you are the trendsetter. (laughs) I don't know about that. I try. I think mainly the reason it works well is because it's my passion. It's what I love. Like I love talking real estate. Um, People are always trying to get me on the phone and I'm like, okay, I'm traveling with my husband today and I don't talk on the phone when I'm with my husband. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get him in the vehicle and talk on the phone the entire time. So, you know, but, but it's hard because I want to talk real estate, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me. I mean, I think I'm just, uh, you know, just like, uh, just amazed at all this, all the uh, things that you've done over the past 30 years. I mean, you really kind of, as I said, you're a trendsetter and I think really everybody should be watching out for you. You well, I think thank it's you. just, and honestly, you're, it's just beginning for you. you got a lot <laughs> it, it, it is. It's a great, uh, it's a great life. I'm living a good life. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, And I will see everybody else at the next podcast. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.